Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheat the Couch USA show, episode number 62, coming to you on a Monday, September 5th. Happy Labor Day to everybody that is celebrating a few days, or two days, after Cheatadella's 0-0 draw with Ascoli on Saturday. A very, very chaotic, controversial match, to say the least. Very physical, um, but the game itself didn't actually catch all the headlines, but rather... It was the aftermath stuff, the post-match comments from the Gorini, from Ascoli coach Puch, um, Buki, and Puccinelli, the Ascoli owner. A lot of went, a lot went down on Saturday and throughout the whole weekend, to be honest. And so we're going to be talking to you all about that. We're going to be uh, discussing that, giving some thought, and really just summarizing what was a really chaotic uh, weekend. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheatTheCoucheUSA and visit our website at CheatTheCoucheUSA.com for more information, for more articles, info about Cheatadella. So go on and give it a visit. So let's get right into the match. Um, like I said, chaotic, controversial, red cards galore. Um, it, this game was, uh, more, it was, I don't want, it was not very fun to watch. So it was the first early match for Cittadella in the United States. The first 8 a.m. game, 5 a.m. if you're on the West Coast. The first real early game of the season. And I really honestly, maybe if I had slept in, maybe I would have not missed much because, this game was another 0-0 and two back-to-back 0-0 draws against Ascoli. And it was just, it was not fun to watch just because there were so many fouls. And Cittadella having 22 fouls compared to Ascoli's 14, it was a very chippy game. And obviously the red cards were the main talking point. Two red cards shown to Cittadella and one for Ascoli. So three given four was actually shown in total but one of them got reversed that was Cedric Gondo on Tommaso Cassandro referee overturned the red card but Raul Asensio Del Fabro on the red card list and for Ascoli Fabrizio Caligara who got the red card and uh, really it was a very the second half was just the red cards, I feel, just completely ruined the game. And I'm not saying that they were not red cards. I think the referee got the three red cards shown 100% correct. Rao Asensio, he had his high boot all the way up there. I don't think he realized an Ascoli defender was on him. Red card, that's going to be a red card every single day when you put your foot like that up in the air and the guy's trying to head the ball. So I was fine with that. Uh, Fabrizio Cagliara for Ascoli. Hard foul on Pavan and second yellow card. There was uh, not much to, to discuss there as well. Um, and then the last one, Del Fabro, on the break on the break uh, on counter attack for Ascoli. In the final minutes of the game, he pulls down the Ascoli uh, attacker and gets shown a second yellow card, just like uh, Caligara in this case. So it was very very interesting to see it go down and also Del Farbo had no complaints about the red card but 
in the first half, I think it was a very good half for Cittadella. And had we not seen all these red cards and all these fouls, I think we could have seen a very uh, a, a goal or two in the second half, at least. First half, I think we were very effective going forward. Um, Antonucci was getting into it. Baldini, Asensio had a good chance off the flick from Frade on the back post, but he couldn't put it on target. So it was a very... For me, I think I liked the first half. Uh, Guarini did not change anything from the lineup last weekend against Venezia. So it was Castradian goal, Del Fabro, Frade, Donnarumma, and Cassandro. Cassandro, Frade, and Donnarumma has played every single... Oh, no. They've started every single game, but they haven't played every minute. The only player that I believe has played every single minute so far, including the Coppa Italia match, was Domenico Ferrare, who played, once again, another 90 minutes in this game. Uh, in front of him was Pavan, Branca, and Vita. No surprises there. Maybe Danzi would have came in for Pavan. Uh, but Antonucci as the number 10 rule, and Asensio and Baldini up top. Um, so that was the formation put out by Gorini. Like I said, first half, very good. Um, but the second half, I think it was just, it was kind of dual, a little boring, except for the red cards. And had the red cards not happened, I think it would have been a much better game as a neutral spectator and as a, really, you would have seen an, at least another goal or two because we were starting to get into the game but when you get a red card five minutes into the second half it changes the whole game and then yeah nothing else much said but um there was also at the end another penalty shot from Ascoli Alessio Dionisi had gone down by Simone Branca Branca's kick out I think or it wasn't a kick out it was Basically, he got clipped, and on the replay, it did show that he did got clipped. So I could have seen it been a penalty, and it was in the last few minutes of the match. I think it could have been a penalty, and I think Cittadella will be a bit fortunate to get out of there with the point because it, I could have 100% seen that a penalty. And honestly, I was a little surprised that far didn't go and see it because Bra the contact from Braca is there. Um, completely uh, kicks Dionisi, which made him fall down. Was it light? Maybe a little bit, but there was contact. So I could have definitely seen that being a penalty. And so we get out of there with a point. It's five points on the season from Cittadella, five points from four games. Not bad considering the, the opponents we have faced. And we got another one coming up against Frosinone next weekend. So I think it's still a very good point to, to settle with right now. We're currently sitting mid, mid table, but I think you take five points from four matches in this um, at the start of the season. One thing I will say in this match is one criticism I think, and a lot of fans will agree with me, is that fouling has to stop or it has to at least come take it down a notch because this it was it was fouls after fouls after fouls and honestly i i did not like what um we were doing i i, I don't like that we were fouling so much that every time we kind of lose the ball then there would always be a foul now i like being i like the aggressiveness i like the physicality but 
it comes a point when fouling is getting a little too much. And I think this also falls on Guarini's responsibility to teach the players to not uh, foul or not not be as ag so aggressive that you're fouling that every minute or so because 22 fouls in a match is just not good and with four yellow cards and two red cards it was very physical and it it doesn't do us much favor because the ball is always stopped and we're always having to do this and do that so that's one takeaway that i think we should be proving improving on is that we should take it down a little notch be aggressive you could go all in and um hard tackles and and whatnot but we got to find a way to kind of chill out in these moments so that's how i feel now i think that's everything that i got um that is the the penalty shout kind of led into the post match with uh some of the people involved with saying that this is a good transition into the post-match stuff so this was the main talking point of the game it wasn't so much on the field that was talked about it was off the field the actions made by the coaches and all these people and it was it was quite crazy so this was the main talking point for me of the game kind of similar to last season where another 0-0 draw at the Stadio Chino El Hilo del Duca another 0-0 draw and then the aftermath from Ascalioner Massimo Puccinelli on Instagram uh, talking a lot and criticizing Cittadella a lot which made um, Cittadella president uh, Andrea Gabrielli to release a press statement kind of denying all that so kind of similar to last season but I think this season might be actually more heated and more intense so anyway the it all started with the halftime confrontation. Now, obviously there was fouls and stuff and whatnot, but Cedric Gondo was sent off just before the halftime whistle. But like I said, the referee overturned the call. This led to a little bit of a halftime confrontation when the two teams head for the tunnel. Um, halftime between Marchetti, Butki, and Gorini. A lot of words were exchanged between the two and or the, the trio in that case. Um and we, we don't know quite we don't know officially what was said to one another, but the cameras were picking it up and uh they were kinda going back and forth. But at half or at full time after the game, we got kind we kinda got two stories from the two sets of coaches. I'll start with Gorini here. Um, and here's it, there's strong language in this, but I'm gonna kind of blur it out. Is he, Gorini said, Buki says, um, BS. It must be clear that, or I, I do not complain even for a second. I never complained about the referee decisions. Buki does not know me, and he cannot tell me that I always complain. Before judging people, you have to know them. End quote. That is what Guarini said, and he, he kind of went on a little more, but that was kind of the big um, takeaway from that quote. Now, Christian Buki, the Ascoli coach, he had a little bit of a different story, and he didn't quite buy what Guarini was saying. Buki said, quote, As I went into the tunnel, I was attacked by Guarini and Marchetti. 
they always complain and cry. He's referring to Cittadella. Uh, 38 matches out of 38. Today, they were pardoned. So he's com he's saying that he was attacked by Guarini and Marchetti. Um, he was saying that Cittadella has been just, they always complain, they always cry for 38 matches out of 38, that we're always crying. Um, so that was kind of what Guarini and Buki were saying. The main thing, and that was getting Cittadella fans all rattled up on social media, was, again, Massimo Puccinelli on Instagram uh, stories being very, very um, disgusting and very disgraceful for being a club owner of a professional club. Now, I understand that it gets heated and he may want to say this and that, but it comes a point when he's posting all this crap on his Instagram stories for everyone to see and he's tagging um, people and he's calling out Guarini and the club Cittadella. He, he did this last year, but it, it seems more like this year. It's, it's become a lot worse. And he said a lot of things and he here's some of the things he said he and he, a lot of stories were put out but uh, on one of them or on a few of them it said we don't have to apologize to Cittadella and he also said continue to tell us and they continue to tell us and the president what we have to say and do it seems a little too ambitious for us and or for you guys in that case we have some advice for you guys teach football you play rugby at the del duca end quote that's what he said in one another one was um do i have another one yeah that that was there was a other stuff calling out marchetti or gabrielli and um gorini in this case it was just a lot of um ju just really horrible stuff and I'm okay with having to disagree with the referee or um, whatnot or whatever. But for you to be posting on Instagram, on stories, as a, a grown man on Instagram, a club owner of a professional soccer team in Italy, in Serie B, for you to be doing this, it just it seems quite immature and just kind of disgusting because imagine he's kind of embarrassing the club in that case because they it just does not give a, a good look in my opinion to to Ascoli as a club and that is their owner that is their guy that is kind of the head of everything so for me for me it doesn't make sense and I don't know what he was thinking and later on the next day on Sunday that that was yesterday he went on to attack Mamadou Tunkara who got into a collision with uh, Ascoli keeper Nicola Leali and this led to Leali's forearm being um, badly injured and he's going to be out for quite a while um, it was a it, it was a here's what kind of ha what happened it was a long ball for Tonkara he kind of got there late and he tried to poke it past the goalkeeper but instead he kind of awkwardly got his arm forearm and that's what happened, and Leali is going to be out for a, a, a little bit with the injury. So, but but Mamadou Tonkara, he did apologize on Instagram to Leali. He's he did not mean it. He didn't. He didn't. And for those saying like um, he's just doing it or whatever, 
he knows what it's like to be injured for long. Just just look at last season. He had two lengthy injuries that kept him out for a while. So he definitely knows how it feels. And there was no intent whatsoever for to him purposely injuring Leali. And he apologized on Instagram. He he apologized and I think uh, he, he was he was very sorry for the goalkeeper, and I think Leali understood that, but Puccinelli, Puccinelli did not understand that, and he went on to kind of blast Tunkara in a, in a sense on Instagram. He tagged him. He uh, showed highlights from a match from all the way from February on, on a kind of a similar play when uh, Cremonese's keeper came out, and it was kind of a 50-50 challenge, and Tunkara ended up hitting the Cremonese keeper, which I believe was Kaneseki. So it was it, it for him to kind of go all the way back to that match. It, it's just it seems like a waste of time, and I don't know why he's doing this because he's doing himself no favor, and he's just making it the situation a whole lot worse. So I don't know what was he was thinking. It was a very very just bad behavior from his standpoint um very very just disgusting behavior from uh like i said a club president or president or owner of a professional soccer team so that's i did not like what he did um we're just gonna have to deal with it i think the, it's it's all over now both clubs are just going to be focusing on the next match maybe Gabri Gabrielli will send out another press release on on the issues stating because I know some of the fans want it and another one because this seems a lot worse so we're gonna see what happens so just don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter to keep updated on that if there is any update on that but I think it's over now we shouldn't we should just Put this behind us and worry about the next match which is Frosinone on Saturday September 10th um, but yeah I, I just I couldn't believe it and I, I don't think it was right for him to do that so anyway moving on to a little recap of Serie B action match day four um, it was a very eventful weekend a lot of teams Sutiro finally got their three points the first ever points in their history in Serie B, beating Pisa 2-1 at home on Sunday. Uh, Cairi beat Modena 1-0 on Friday. The Saturday games was uh, Brescia 2, Perugia 1, Frosinone 2, Como 0. Venezia lost at home to Benevento 2-0. Uh, Ternana Cosenza tied 1-1. Palermo got beat badly by Regina 3-0 at Regina. Bari um, were up 2-0, but had to settle for a 2-2 draw against Rubento Venturato Spal. Ascoli, Cittadella, like I said, 0-0. Genoa against Parma, the game, the match of the week, really. 3-3, um, a very, very good game at the Luigi Ferraris. Um, that was on Saturday. And uh, just a lot of red cards in this match week. Um, I'm seeing Ternana got a red card, Genoa got a red card. Ascoli, Cittadella, Regina, Palermo all got red cards in this, and um, it was very interesting. But we got a new leader in the standings now that Ascoli dropped points. Um, Regina. Regina is in first place with nine points. It is a three-way tie at the top between Regina, Frosinone, and Brescia, all with nine points, followed by Ascoli, 
Genoa with eight points in fourth and fifth. Sixth, seventh, and eighth with seven points is Benevento, Cagliari, and Cosenza. Six points, we got ninth, Bari, tenth, Parma. And five points, we got Cittadella, 11th, and 12th, we got Spal. 13th, 14th, and 15th, we have Palermo, Venezia, Ternana, all tied on four points. Uh, let's see, we got 16th, Modena, with three points. 17th, Sutiro, with three points, once again. Um, and we got 18th, Como, with two points. And all the way at the bottom, for one point each, we got Pisa and Perugia, who have gone off to a really poor start to the season with four matches in. We're getting to the point where, like I said, five matches in, I think that gives us a good understanding on where teams are at the moment. So I think one more match day, and we're going to be good on that. But Cittadella's next match is, like I said, on Saturday against Frosinone, back at home at 8 a.m. Eastern. It's another early kickoff for here in the United States. And we're going to be looking forward to that, but we're going to get you all ready for that on the next podcast on Friday. So um, that is that. So like I said, uh, uh, let me read you a little cool stat here. Cittadella, when they when they are drawing at halftime, they are uh, unbeaten. They have two wins, two draws, and zero losses. That, that has happened four times out of the five total matches so far this season. So when they're drawing at halftime, they seem to do, be doing pretty well. The only time that they weren't drawing at halftime, they were winning at halftime, and that was in the Coyote match, but they ended up losing that game 2-1 uh, after two goals in the second half by Coyote. So that is going to be it for this podcast. I think I'm done. Um, Cittadella, Ascoli, 0-0. Very, um, very tough game. <laughs> Both uh, very physical, very... Um, uh, hard fought i'd say and we get another point five points from four not bad and if we get another uh good result against frosinone we could be up in the playoff position once again so that is going to be something to look out for um yeah another one of those matches where the post-match stuff is really the main main attention of this game i don't know what really I, I really don't know what to make of this, so let's just put it behind us. Let's focus on Frosinone on Saturday, and we'll worry about this whole nonsense the next time we play Ascoli, which I believe is in January or February of next year. So that is going to be it for me today. As always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA for more updates, and visit our website at com for more insight more articles recaps previews all about cheetadella you could catch that at cheetacauchousa.com so that's going to be it for me today i'll see you next friday uh, previewing the match against frosinone and as always forza cheetah